This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hey everyone, uh, Paul Cochran here with my friend and colleague, Garrett Crawford. How you doing, Garrett? So far so good today, Paul. Good, good. We're with Providence Advisors Group, as you've probably heard in the bumper there, uh, making finances easier. That's us. And so we want to do that. Going to do something a little bit different today. But before we start off, trivia. Garrett, what's your favorite sport? And there's two prongs here. Your favorite one to participate in and your favorite one to watch. Uh, you know, that's, that's changed the years. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun last year playing golf. I really did. Uh, then I hurt my back, and uh, I've had to find other things to do. And uh, I think I've said before I like swimming, and I'm, I've been doing that. Uh, but, you know, I would say that's enjoyable, but it doesn't give me the same, like, endorphin rush that, you know, playing basketball or baseball or uh, golf did last summer. So maybe one day I'll be able to get back on the golf course. But, uh it won't be anytime soon because the back pain I've had there uh, stemming from that uh, makes me not want to have that kind of fun. <laughs> uh, but then what was the other watching? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I think if you if you took the average over my life, basketball is my favorite sport to watch on TV. It started with a fascination with college basketball. When I was in high school, I was a big Tar Heel fan. And then, uh, you know, there's some people that don't like NBA basketball, and I get it. But what happened... I think like a lot of people, uh, like I, I followed the college game so much that all my favorite players then started to play NBA basketball, and I fell into, uh, you know, I used to watch Michael Jordan and the Utah Jazz and Stockton and those guys in the 90s, and then I kind of fell out of fashion with the NBA for years until the late 2000 when all these North Carolina Tar Heels got drafted. And uh, there was also a guy named LeBron that came on yeah, and she started enjoying And it was funny, I, you know, I, I kept up with him a little bit, but uh, only the real big time follow like I, Sean May was a big North Carolina basketball player I like Raymond Felton Rashad McCants and then Tyler Hansborough was another one and I just cared about those guys and that was about the same time LeBron entered the league and uh, I've, I've obviously kept up with that but I've gotten more more into NBA than I would have thought and you know watching the Steph Curry's and the new guys come yeah. through yeah uh, I think I think it's competitive it's probably a hot take and a lot of people disagree or disagree with me but it's amazing what the NBA players can do with the basketball yeah uh, what about fun. you Paul well uh, it's changed a lot through the years you know it's funny when I was a kid um, you know growing up in the 60s in Oak Ridge 60s and 70s uh, I just loved football. Oh, my goodness. You know, back back in the 60s, you know, we didn't have soccer. And, uh, I mean, not, not in leagues or anything. It wasn't until I was in, uh, in high school that we even had a soccer club at Oak Ridge High School. So there wasn't a league or anything like that. Now it's soccer's, you know, it's, it's ubiquitous. But um, football was my passion. I loved it. It was so much fun. 
and uh, amazingly, I didn't get seriously injured doing it. Um, uh, played uh, up until really up until high school. Then I started playing baseball, but I, I hurt my back a little bit playing basketball during baseball season. So I had to switch over to swimming. Mm. So I was, uh, you know, swimming in high school and ended up uh, really um, I'm not sure how this happened, but I ended up being the captain of the swim team. And I was basically just a sprinter. And so um, anyway, I had, had a lot of fun with that. And so all that to say is as my, as my kids grew up, I was basically involved with them with all things active. So whether it was, you know, soccer season, football season, baseball season, swimming, I, I was doing what they were doing. So whatever it was, I was into it. So like, for example, when my son was nine and I was 39, even though I've been making fun of golfers all my life, I, uh, I started golfing with David, my son, and uh, we had a blast and he, he just blew past me so quick he was he was he's pretty pretty athletic and he just had a great swing and he's the kind of guy that he, he won't play for a year and he'll go out and shoot in the 70s you know it's yeah, just pre- pretty pretty amazing yeah it makes a lot of people sick i can go out there for the same amount of time and be worse <laughs> yeah. by the time I- <laughs> so anyway all that to say is i really have enjoyed all sports but as i've gotten older cycling has really been a fun thing for me well, let me pause you right there. That's a great segue. Uh, our show, like Paul said, is making finances easier. And uh, we did a, a, one of these shows a couple couple weeks ago, and it was uh, all about me, financial planning and engineering, and you kind of interviewed me. And uh, I thought we'd kind of turn the tables today because you're always talking about this. Uh, and, you, you know, you love exercise. You love fitness. It's something that is a hobby uh, maybe even more of a hobby. It's a way of life for you. You you do it a lot. But I thought we'd switch the topic today and call it making cycling easier. Uh, and I just thought I, I've got a bunch <laughs> of questions here. And I was just thinking, you know, a lot of the people that are listening to this show are probably getting close to retirement. If I've heard it once, I've heard it 20 times. Uh, somebody has worked and worked and worked. They've gotten to the tail end of their career. They've saved enough money. But you sometimes hear that refrain, you know, I've been working a lot lately, and I think retirement is going to be me just taking a few minutes, or not a few minutes, but, you know, a, a little while and concentrating on my health because I feel mm. like I've let that go in the mm. past few years, mm. Mm. and uh, I need I, I need to do an about face with how I'm treating my body and how I'm taking care of mm. it. And, you know, I think we both agree that, uh, you know, even more than the amount of dollars that we've saved, our health mm. is our best asset in retirement, mm. that mm. when we're healthy, mm. uh, things are brighter and happier mm. than if we have a lot of money and uh, our Not health is declining. Is. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, I think I'm kind of going going somewhere with this by the end, but for a little while, it's just going to be, uh, I'm thinking about somebody that's about to retire and maybe they want a hobby. Uh, they live in East Tennessee, maybe here in Knoxville. And uh, I, and they're thinking about riding a bicycle yeah. for the first time. And yeah. so I've just got a bunch of questions here about cycling and maybe somebody driving around today is, uh, maybe they'll they'll hop and start pedaling here well, well you know it's funny you're, you're talking about this because uh w- one of my friends who is a uh, she she works closely with with seniors in facilities uh as really kind of a physical therapist um and one of the mottos that she talks about is motion is lotion mm-hmm. so 
it seems like uh, you know it seems like so many people can uh, just by default go into these various stages of atrophy because they're just not moving and uh, and so that motion is lotion is kind of stuck with me uh, because it's it's like you're saying if we're not moving around I mean even at my age I'm moving around and you know uh, things can still you know a knee can get stiff a hip can be stiff whatever and um, and so if, if I'm sedentary my goodness, it's it's not pretty. Yeah, anecdotal uh, story here. Even I went to Boston earlier this year. She did the Boston Marathon, mm-hmm. and it was the first time we'd ever done a trip to inner city area or you know like a downtown place. And uh, I was amazed at how many miles I walked. Like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when I looked at my Apple Watch and mm-hmm. the steps that I was, the steps were up and down from mm-hmm. seven a.m. in the morning till. 8 p.m. at night mm. when we got back to the hotel mm. and I think we you know probably more than usual but it was somewhere like 10 11 miles we were walking on average a day and then I got back to Knoxville and you know this is suburb life you hop in your car you drive to your office you stand at your desk or sit at your desk for a while you go home and you you actually have to be pretty intentional about elevating your heart rate exactly when uh when you hop in a car to go everywhere that you need to go to. And so it was just interesting to me between the two places that right. uh, just based on where I live, one is more set up for moving and the other one, not as much. But but you can have, it's, it's so true what you said, you can have a, a lot of money and um, and really if if your health is deteriorating, I mean, it's one thing. Don't, I mean, we have a lot of clients who are battling, you know, difficult things that they have zero control over from eye issues to cancer to strokes to, I mean, it's just what happens as yep. we age. There's no question. But we don't want to uh, uh, shoot our own selves in the foot. You know, if possible, if we can do some ongoing kind of maintenance, as it were, then uh, typically, again, these are all, there's so many exceptions, but generally the model works better with some ongoing maintenance. Okay. Well, I'm going to give just a little bit of background because somebody tuned in and was like, why am I listening to financial guy talking about biking? And I'll uh, talk Paul up because he probably won't do this. But Paul, how old are you? 63. Okay. 63. Paul could probably hang with anybody, my friend on a bike or any uh, health exercise thing that he jumps in the pool, starts running, walking. Uh, He is a very in shape 62 year old. 63. 63. Sorry. Uh, 63 year old. And I would just say health and fitness has been your passion for a long time. And since I married Eva, your daughter, uh, it was one of the first, I think when we were dating, you were looking at getting your first bike. And I had, (laughs) if you also know Paul, he's very social. And I bet if you went out and just said, uh, hey, to 10 different bikers in the Knoxville area, one of them would probably know Paul Cochran. Uh, But anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's hop into this. For somebody that's getting ready to retire, they're in their 60s, are they too old to start cycling? Absolutely not. There are so many uh, avenues here, and one of the obvious ones that's all the rage now are these pedal assist bikes. Yeah. So there's a guy that has a locker near me at Fort Sanders Health and Fitness, and and he said, "Hey, I did what you told me. I got one of these uh, pedal assist bikes." And I told him, you know, kind of what brand to get. I told him, you know, there there there's some out there that are rather light, you know, that he could use. 
and he said he is loving it. He said he can go up hills, he can do all kind of things that he, he just could only dream about before. And what kind of motivated him is he had just gotten a knee replacement. Always something like that, yeah. yeah. So a pedal assist bike, that doesn't mean you're not working on the bike. Correct. It has a little electric motor in there that adds power to your pedal stroke. So, you, 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 I mean, they do make electric bikes that mm-hmm. are basically like a motorcycle, but that's not what I'm talking about. We, we, we want to do a little bit of work, but, you know, it can be super intimidating in East Tennessee. You're not going to be able to go many places without a hill. Yeah, sure. Well, a pedal assist bike, especially if it's in full turbo mode, can add enough wattage to your pedal stroke to get you up any hill. And then over time, I, I would assume you could start dialing that back to a point where, you know, you've built leg muscles, core muscles. But even if you didn't dial it back, I know another guy, he's a, uh, he was a retired uh, physician here in town. He's a buddy of mine, and he, he had gotten a pedal assist bike, and he started riding with uh, a, a popular uh, professional cyclist here in town, uh, this this uh, young lady that he had been friends with for a long time, and he said, you know, I lost 25 pounds. Uh, he said, um, and the reason is I'd get on that pedal assist and I could keep up with this yeah, professional, sure. and he would, you know, ride for hours, and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be exhausting to him, but he was getting that kind of steady exercise, and so he just started losing weight because he was spending way more time on the bike. Yeah, enjoyment, I feel like, is a big part of exercise. If you hate it, you won't keep it up. Exactly. It's funny, you just said, you made a comment there that I've heard you through the years uh, say something maybe a little bit different, where you said, you know, Knoxville, it has a ton of hills around here, but I've also heard you say through the decade, this is the one of the best places in the country to ride a bicycle. So for somebody in East Tennessee, is this actually a good place uh, to take up a cycling hobby or there is Nashville a better spot? And we, we just kind of uh, didn't win the geography lottery. Actually there's, uh, you know, this is a matter of opinion, I think, but a lot of cyclists in the Knoxville area would agree with me that um, there, that this is arguably one of the best places in the country. And why do I say that? Well, between uh, South Knoxville, uh, Haw Ridge, Loyston, these other places where you can mountain bike, there's tons of trails and mountain bikes. Then the whole discipline of gravel biking. You know, we've got areas down in Teleco. We've got North Boundary and Oak Ridge. But there's lots of places where people can get on these old, what, we call it could be incorrect we call them fire roads or whatever where they're just gravel roads that aren't real thick gravel they're just gravel roads like going up rich mountain for example over into cades cove where you would go with a gravel bike which is basically just a regular bike but has a little bigger tires than a road bike and um and then on top of that you've got uh just a bazillion miles of just uh, country roads so no, nobody wants to ride down Kingston Pike on a bicycle, you know, and, we, and I get it that some people are just, it's very intimidating for them when they're in the car and they come up to a cyclist. So I try to make it easy. I try to be an ambassador for the sport. Well, I'll just pull over and let them go by. Well, hey, let's pause right there. I actually had that on my list of questions, and it says, because I've heard this a bunch of, from people, 
I don't like those bikers. When I'm in the car, when, when I'm in the car, they get in my way, and I don't want to, you know, be a part of the problem. And I think I've heard you give an answer for this uh, that there's usually maybe a better way of doing that. But how do you respond to somebody that uh, wants to bike but they just don't want to be an inconvenience to people around them? Well, um, uh, let, let me just take one step back and say, you know, there's there, there's a reason why some people are or ticked at bicyclists and I totally get it because some of the people and I I really feel uncomfortable riding with them where it's almost like it's their mission to as a cyclist to assert their rights on the road and you know hey I'm I have the right to be here and everything and they're just you know they're just ticking people off and it's like you don't need to do that you're gonna lose that battle (laughs) between you and the car and so um, so me and a lot of the people that I ride with, we try to go in places where there's just not much traffic. So uh, deep in the country in Blount County, deep in the country in Loudoun County, maybe Anderson County up towards Norris, there's lots of roads that we can ride on where the traffic is minimal. And if, if there is traffic, we can just pull over and it's real easy. So, um, so for example, if somebody um, is wanting to get started, and they've not done a lot of riding before. Wouldn't start on the road. Yeah, this uh, this is this was going to be my next question. Where they need to start is we have uh, miles and miles and miles of really really well maintained greenway. Yeah. Uh, from the Third Creek uh, to down at, at, at Clayton, off of uh, you know near the Clayton Bradley uh, School. There's a, a a trail that starts there and goes all the way. It goes all the way into town. You could go down to Townsend, and that's a, such a great place. And you could take a bike and go from one end of Townsend or almost Walland all the way to, to uh, really Townsend from one end to the other, all the way to the Y. And that is a great way to start. In fact, that's how I started in 2012. I'd meet some guys um, that were younger than me. Uh, and they just encouraged me to come along. I didn't even have a, a great road bike or anything. It was just a hybrid bike. But we'd meet at that, I think it was Sequoia Elementary, or it was an elementary school there off Kingston Pike at the beginning of the uh, bike trail there in Bearden. We'd go down the bike trail, and we'd end up uh, basically following Third Creek and going all the way out to Iams mm-hmm. and back. And so it was like 20 miles, and we thought we were heroes for having gone 20 miles. That was just, wow, look at what we did. And... Um, but it was it, it kind of got me going, and, and we would try to do it fast to get a cardio workout. Um, but it really kind of got me going. So by the end of that year, I'd bought my I bought a used bike, and then I think in twenty fourteen, I think I bought my first nice road bike, and uh, and I've just gosh just just really never looked back. Partly because it was something that I could do that wouldn't beat my body up, and. Uh, it was sustainable. Well, uh, I have a feeling we probably could uh, do another couple shows on this, uh, and maybe we will. But here, here was kind of my thought in 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 doing this was that uh, sometimes it's it's hard for us to do new things, and especially when those new things are outside of our comfort level. Mm. And uh, I think in the ten years that I've been here. Uh, what I one of the takeaways I've taken is that a lot of people just want a guide to t- help them know what they need to do next. And so 
uh, it needs to be somebody that they trust, that has credibility. And, uh, you know, I've seen so many people, even my friends, they ask for Paul's phone number so that Paul can tell them what to do next. Mm. They know that he's not going to tell them to go buy a $10,000 bike. Mm. They'll tell him what they need to do to actually uh, help them get where he is and actually love the sport, enjoy it, and, mm-hmm. and, and get the type of benefits that they're right. after. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm not so sure that you know us helping people make finances easier is all that dissimilar, where oftentimes people are coming to us, they already know a little bit about their 401k. They know mm-hmm. a little bit about mm-hmm. taxes. They know a little bit about parents and financial issues that pop up. Uh, but what they really want is somebody that they trust that's done it before, mm. that has spent years mm. kind of perfecting the craft, mm. and they just want incremental help. Mm. And so, uh, hmm. that's I, a good point. I, I really do feel like uh, we, we, you know, Paul is an expert in uh, probably cycling here in the area. Uh, there are probably other guys here that are like that as well. But you know, I think we also have the dual role where uh, we would probably claim to be uh, reaching expert status in financial planning and retirement planning. And uh, I mean, interrupt you for a second. I'm going to give a shout out to the two bikes uh, folks. We're going to a fundraiser tonight. Yep. Uh, a party. Uh, two bikes is a is a 501c3 in downtown Knoxville that does various internships for for young kids that are just learning the craft and learning about cycling and and uh, can learn how to take bikes apart and put them back together etc uh, it's just you know the, the discipline of learning how to work you know really and so, so it's a it's a great opportunity and it's uh, uh, so I'll, I'll meet a lot of cyclists tonight and I'll probably see you know quite a few of our or at least some of our clients there because you know we've, yeah. I've got a lot of clients through the cycling community not because I've I don't ever even talk about it when I'm out there but what you're saying is they that people want to find somebody they can trust, and then once they get to know me, it's oh, you do that. Oh, well, I trust you. You know. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, keep going. Well, I was just gonna say it's 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 fun when you do something that you love and that you get good at something, and that you can share uh, what you're good at with other people. And so, uh, Paul loves cycling. Uh, I have things that I love, uh, and I think the more that you can bring people into your circle and ask for help that that is a, a really powerful thing. And I also think, you know, one of the things I love about what we do is we contribute meaningful to people flourishing at every stage of their life, you know, financially. So, so 865-770-5031. If you want us to help you flourish financially, uh, give us a call. And if you see a guy in neon uh, <laughs> with the Providence Advisors bike kit going down Westland or in the Smokies, that's probably Paul or somebody that knows him. Well, we, you know, we had those kits that that a lot of people bought, so I'm not the only one that wears those, but uh, but I do wear it proudly. Okay, thanks, Garrett. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. All matters 
matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.